three, two, one. Welcome into another episode of So Rare in the States Soccer. Today is our special preseason. This is part one of our preseason preview. We're going to go through all of the Eastern Conference teams. And I have brought with me some very knowledgeable friends who know a whole lot more about things than I do. So they will make sure to get you the best information possible. Um, today, we have got our good friend, Richard, who travels all over the world. He runs the Sora.USA uh, account on Twitter. How are you today, buddy? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, it's yeah. a, oh, nice morning in Tokyo. And you're, Oh, you're in Tokyo today? Very <laughs> cool. It's like where in the world is Richard every time he comes on. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and then we've also got our, our good friend, Nico. Wait to peak. Eight of, eight yeah. of spades. Eight, eight of spades, wait to peak. Uh, our good friend, Nico. How are you today, buddy? I'm fine. Thank you. Good, good. So we're going to hop straight into things because we have got 15 Eastern Conference teams to go through. We're going to try to hit at least uh, a little bit about every single team uh, so that you guys can kind of get an idea of what's going on. Uh, with each of these teams uh, and we're going to we're going to go through these alphabetically so it should be uh, fairly spaced out evenly so if you want to see a specific team kind of fast forward a little bit through and and see what we say about your specific team but we're going to start with maybe one of the most underwhelming teams from 2022 atlanta united on paper one of the best teams in the eastern conference they finished 11th last season they did a lot of uh, kind of dumping of players uh, this this time around. They they kind of got rid of, of a bunch of guys in the offseason, and they've just now started to kind of sign a few guys here and there that might help start to make them a little bit better. What are you guys' initial thoughts here on, uh, on Atlanta United? Yeah, so I think at time of recording, Jeff Marcus is not official yet, but let's pretend he is. So I think the main thing, like two new signings, right, is Robinson and Kazan. Just coming back from those long-term injuries is really yeah, huge. Yeah, true. And so they kept Almada until now. Again, time of recording, Almada is there. Luis Araujo is there. Like you said it, like on paper, I'm a big fan. Um, we'll see what happens with um, kind of like the depth around like center back because they were rumored to pick up some more. But um, yeah, the Lagerway era, I think as so far, off to a good start, like opening up a lot of cap space and. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I have lots of Atlanta guys, so I think they'll. Yeah, yeah. should do like a overrunner. Don't prove. It looks like they 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 got a lot of work to do uh, yet, but they already dumped a lot of players as as you said. And uh, I like the the addition of um, Derek Etienne Junior on uh, probably play, uh, playing on the on the left wing. Uh, this this could be a, a good uh, a good fit with uh, Jaco Jaco. Makis, uh, who should be announced very, very soon. Yeah, as of today, I think they said it's it's pretty much done. It's just not finalized by the club yet. So it seems like it's going to happen. You mentioned Etienne, the big signing there uh, earlier in the offseason. And obviously, Luis Abraham kind of going a little under the radar, bringing him in from Granada, center back to go along with Miles Robinson. Obviously, they get rid of Alan Franco uh, this offseason. Um, so a lot of big departures, right? Marcelino Moreno, Joseph Martinez, Alan Franco. Um, even Emerson Hyman to some degree. George Campbell's a big depth piece at center back. Um, so they they got rid of uh, 
quite a few players. Um, but it seems like they've definitely been um, a lot more careful in who they're bringing in this year. It really it fits more, right? Derek Etienne is not a guy that needs the ball at his feet like Marcelino Moreno. Moreno didn't fit with the other, you know, wingers that they have, Araujo, Amada, those guys. Yeah. They all need He's the ball. Really Etienne a, does a not. Right. Etienne He's is more much famous. more of an out-and-out out out winger. So it, I think that fits a lot better with what they're, they're kind of looking to do. Um, and then kind of wrapping things up on Atlanta here. Uh, what are your thoughts on the goalkeeper situation? Obviously you said, you know, Guzan coming back, they've signed two new ones though. Our, our old pal Quentin Westberg is now in Atlanta oh, as well as our old pal Clement Diop is now in Atlanta. So what do we think about the Atlanta goalkeeper spot? It's an all-star team in itself right there. Those three. <laughs> um, yeah. I've, just looking at like Atlanta's preseason Twitter, there's multiple like, you know, the games are not streamed, so there's not much um, leaks, but like, I think they're two for two games now, which Guzan has played, to be fair. But the goals has been like, okay, Guzan has made an error. Guzan did this. And so we'll see how long he, I mean, I imagine he's rusty after such a long injury, but yikes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was that was really a, a problem last year, the, the goalkeeping, uh, the goalkeepers. So they they had a, a lot of uh, of hope with uh, Guzan coming back, and uh, as uh, as Richard, Richard said, the the first game was not uh, really impressing impressive. So I hope that uh, Guzan gets his old reflexes uh, back, and uh, and that they don't have a, a goalkeeper situation like, like last year, because th- that would be a problem for Atlanta uh, if the this this they have a, a bad start of the season. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see, so the way that this transfer market is going, right, I could see this Atlanta team starting a little slowly and then having a big summer window where they just go spend a lot of money, get the right pieces. Like Garth Lagerway, you mentioned that the, their new signing up at the top of the the, uh, the business side um, is huge for them. And, and once he kind of gets all of his guys around, I think this Atlanta team is going to be really good. So I would even maybe say just kind of wait a little on Atlanta um, or they could just come out of the gate firing and they could be really good from the start and just be one of the top teams in the East. It's it's possible. They have the talent, but we'll yeah. have to see how they put it together um, on, on the actual field itself. What predictions really quickly here for where Atlanta finishes? Ooh, um, playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. Even into the playoffs. So like okay. a six, seven spots. Six, seven. Right. So we're in there. Yeah. I okay. agree with, with Richard, yeah. Okay. Playoffs yeah. without home adventure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty fair. I think that's that's about where, where, where they should be. Um, moving over to their uh, their new rivals, uh, Charlotte FC is coming off their first season. They had a really good finish last year. Um, they did finish six points off the playoff spot, but they were only in ninth place. So only two teams ahead of them to get to the playoffs. Um, and they have done, it seems like more kind of a quiet off season. Not a lot of people have left, obviously having most of them in for their first year last year. Um, but they also haven't brought in a ton. That being said, they did bring in Enzo Capetti, uh, which is a pretty big signing for them, as well as Ashley Westwood. Um, two really nice signings. And then they have, you know, four draft picks, basically, is is, is everyone else that they brought in. Um, what do we think about Charlotte here in 2023? And be careful, because Trip and B will come after you if you say bad things on this podcast. We, we will, I, I, I would say good thing about Charlotte, because... The, the the signings were not uh, very uh, uh, numerous, 
but they they had re- two two really good signings. I mean, Copetti is a is a big big signing for them. Uh, he, he will score a, a lot of goals, and it uh, allows Swiderski to play a, a little less um, beneath, uh, behind the the striker. And he he played there uh, at the end of the season last season, and uh, he he did really well. So I'm expecting uh, a good season for Charlotte, uh, especially with Scopetti and with Westwood, who is a, a good box-to-box uh, midfielder. And uh, he can bring uh, uh, a lot of energy in, uh, in the team. Richard, talk yeah, to me about, talk to me about, um, about Swiderski specifically, because our guy Trippin B is really high on him. He thinks he's like MVP yeah. level <laughs> when he moves back off of that front line. What do we think? Yeah. I mean... We had Trussi in a similar situation in the MVP conversation. And I think that's, to me, that's how I think about it. Because having Kopetti as like the out and out striker does kind of quote unquote lock Swiderski into the, that you know, kind of like 10 spot. Not particularly like traditional 10, but um, in terms of so rare, that's like excellent, right? Because, you know, yeah. if you look at the last couple of games, Swiderski's AA is I think one of the highest of all forwards in the Americas. And so that's, yeah, that's very lucrative. You know, I can see like somebody like Trippin B would be very hyped about that. Um, I think he'll do great. Um, you know, kind of also like second season in MLS, you know, sophomore slump, sophomore bump. We don't know, but I think traditionally, usually the first season in MLS is a bit more like you know getting you know, catching your feet and then right. you can build build off of that, which I think they've done honestly. Like you kept yeah. the core intact. Um, we'll see how Kalina recovers. There's been you know he has a back injury. There's been comparisons to like Buffon's injury, who for him it took him five months to recover, and with a similar like I think cleaning up a slip disc or something. And yeah. So the word on Kalina was much more you know um, let's say optimistic. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll see. Because I think he also was a big piece, kept him in a lot of games last year. What what, what is that? Big, so, what sorry, is, Chris. Yeah. Uh, one big question for for Charlo this year. Will be also uh, how they will cope with the with the the passing of uh, Anton Walks because yeah. it can it can be a boost for the team uh, because you you they, they are stronger together they are, they are, they've gone through something very very difficult and th- this can bring the team to to a higher level too I think that that was an awful news uh, uh, obviously yeah for sure and and something like that. It's uh, it's it's definitely it's it's incredibly difficult to go through, and you can tell how much he meant to everybody in that locker room. Watching all those uh, those pictures and scenes from the uh, from the celebration of life that they had. Uh, so yeah, that's that's definitely a major storyline to watch here going into the second season here. Um, just quickly wrapping things up on Charlotte. Give me what does that goalkeeper position look like while he's gone? Is it George Marks? Is it Cisniega? Is it somebody else? Seems like Cisniega based on preseason, like limited yeah. games we've had so far. So I'd say 80% or 75% Cisniega, 25% Marks to be seen. Um, that was the yeah, wrong answer. I, I, agree. George, I agree. George Marks is the greatest human of all time. <laughs> but George, and I, they have a high opinion on, on George Marks. So let's yeah. see what, uh, what it is. He was the backup all last year. I'm just saying. He's younger. Yeah. He's better. He also went to Clemson, which is my school. So that was a, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Chicago fire 12th in the Eastern conference a year ago. Uh, they again, didn't have a huge transfer window as far as numbers, 
but they did have a huge transfer window as far as talent departing club. Uh, obviously, Guy Gaslamina exits the club. John Duran exits the club. Uh, Stanislav Ivanov wasn't a huge part. Sekulich is gone. Bornstein's gone. Uh, they haven't really brought in anybody at all. Um, what are they doing up in Chicago? Do they know that they're supposed to try to you know finish higher? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Um, Chicago Fire Twitter is like one of the wildest, I think, MLS Twitters out there. So obviously selling Selena and Duran, great. I think those two combined brought in like 30 million, which for any MLS club is like, you know, that's exceptional. But then right. yeah, the the rumored Duran replacements have been not a dumpster fire, but yikes. Um, one was Huang Guizhou, who is like a South Korean international who plays for the Olympiacos in Greece basically has, I think, five goals in the last, like, 50 appearances <laughs> coming off of the high He sounds like a great fire player. <laughs> yeah, this, this has fire written, like, I hate to say it, all over it. Um, but I think he actually ended up somewhere else. So that Duran replacement is currently Shibilko. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this doesn't sound so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the new right back, Soke, Soccer? Soke? Soke, Soke. Uh, Suke, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he looks really decent. Uh, he looks really good, actually. Um, I like that signing a lot. Um, he has some 2018, 2019 Sora cards. I think there's like 17 cards in total. Um, fun fact. But um, otherwise, yeah, they mostly kept the core together again. Um, probably going to be one of the more like interesting teams to realize just because Chris Brady is there. U twenty. Is this his job for sure? It's it's his job to lose. Uh, I, I think he, he will start the season. Uh, he, they, they kind of told that, uh, they, yeah, they kind of told that already that uh, he would get the chance to prove himself. Uh, but then we'll see if he's really uh, as good as they say or they think that he is. Yeah. Yeah. And then the I mean, U20 having watched him, in, yeah, exactly. I was just, just about to say that having watched him at the U20, uh, yep. he was the Cup of America or whatever. Um, yeah, that was he was really really good in that. So it's I'll be interested to see him uh, him get his start. And as the only U twenty three goalkeeper in my gallery, I uh, am quite betting quite a lot that he is decent because we've got a lot of U twenty three guys, but just not goalkeepers. Speaking of that, really quickly, U twenty three goalkeepers around the league. Is there anybody that's like safe? Like anybody you feel confident in? Great, one hundred percent. It's no. <laughs> it's difficult. I mean, yeah. I, I think Celentano still has a, a good chance of uh, of keeping the job. Uh, he will probably start the season two, uh, so it could be the 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 other possibility uh, near Brady. He's also wildly expensive. Yeah, yeah. indeed. I don't, know. <laughs> I, I don't I don't feel confident to pay that mm. much. Like I take a flyer on Celentano for sure. I love I like the kid long term. Um, I didn't think he would start last year, but he took the job and ran with it. So good for him. Uh, but yeah, so U23 goalkeeper is kind of a mess, at least from what I'm seeing. Uh, let's yeah. talk about Cincinnati. Cincinnati was fifth in the league last year in the Eastern Conference, finally getting off the floor of the Eastern Conference and making the playoffs for the first time in the team's history. Uh, they did hold on to Brenner in the transfer window, which was a big storyline all the way up to the end. Um, they've got some, some guys that kind of moved on. I mean, Zico Bailey, Ronald Matarita, not really any guys that really, you know, move the needle too much. 
They are bringing in um, Scatter on loan from from Wolves, which is a, a nice signing, um, but really a pretty low key kind of off season here for Cincinnati. Just kind of rinse and repeat for Cincinnati. Is it still a playoff team? Is that is that kind of where we're looking at it, Nico? Yeah, I think so. Uh, it was quite an unexpected last year that they that they went into the the playoffs, but they were really one of the uh, most overwhelming teams of the of the competition i mean i was really enthusiastic when the, when i saw them playing you 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 see that the coach wants to win he doesn't care if he if he slicks four goals as long as they as they score five and right. that's that's really fun and that's that's the the mls spirit <laughs> more show, in general more yeah goals. <laughs> and, and general. as you as you say they, they keep all their good players they only lost uh, a little depth. Uh, they always uh, they already signed a, a new um, midfielder to Angulo, mm-hmm. uh, a young uh, young U twenty two initiative. Uh, he could be he could be a, a good pick. Uh, they kept uh, Acosta, they kept Barrial, uh, they kept Miasga. Uh, so that 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 would be a, a playoff team for me. Again, so you I said do. you said it was a big surprise last year. It was not a surprise to me because I called it. And I <laughs> I called a lot of things last year. Most of them didn't come true, but that was the one that did come true. So I want to stick to my guns on that one. <laughs> gotta take the wins as they come in, right? Yeah, exactly. You gotta hype the wins and then just kind of downplay the losses. <laughs> yeah, not to not to bring on the Santana parade, but to me, Cincinnati, if they made the moves that the two free agents that Toronto picked up that would be like MLS Cup contender for me. Like if they added Matt Hedges and Sean Johnson with the core that they kept intact, like that would be... How does Mascara How does Mascara compare to Matt Hedges for you? Obviously not MLS talent, but like coming yeah. from the Premier League. I think so. If they stay with three at the back, that puts him, I'm guessing, ahead of Murphy. And so, yeah. Um, so Mascara's scores looked really, really good. I think on a Zora data. And it's going back. He played in the Colombian League, I believe. And he just racked up bonus. And so, um, yeah, I mean, he'll be busy. Um, you can kind of see it with Miazga too. Like they were really busy down the stretch last year. And, yeah. and if they, did they end up signing Arias, the left back? Or, yeah. Or, yeah. Nah, it's, okay. I don't know if it's really official now, but uh, it's very close then. But he, he will come. Yeah. So either him or Barrial, that left back, like kind of wing back spot should be pretty, pretty decent. Um, yeah. They're, yep. they're starting to build some some nice depth. They're starting to build some yeah. nice, you know, top line starters. Um, I, I think I'm kind of with you. I think they're a pretty locked in playoff team. I don't know that I'm really seeing them winning MLS Cup, but like three, four seeds somewhere in there, I, I think is pretty fair for this team, especially because I don't think they're holding Brenner through the summer. And like once we actually get to the playoffs, I don't think he'll be there. Uh, Lucho Acosta is always a flight risk. Like if somebody comes calling and he wants to go, he makes his mind up. It's over. So, you know, they're just, there's, there's some things that scare me about Cincy, but yeah. Yeah. Brandon Vasquez will, will be leaving at some point too. So Vasquez too. Maybe in the summer, probably later, but they, they will have to rebuild, uh, next season. I mean, but let's talk about this season first. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But at least to the start of the season, this team should be one of the toughest teams to play in the MLS. Uh, all right. Let's talk about their uh, their hell is real rivals, Columbus Crew. 
Eighth place last year, could not get past Orlando in the final night of the season uh, to get into the playoffs. Um, but this team has rebuilt and retooled really, really effectively, in my opinion, without doing a whole lot, right? Like they have a ton of just the pieces in place. They bring in Wilfred Doncy, which I think is a massive move. Um, if you look at Montreal's results versus what they should have done, and I put should in quotation marks, um, Montreal way overachieved both years that Nancy was there. Uh, and going into the first year, Nancy wasn't even the coach until like the week before the season started. Um, so for him to be able to have done that, I think he shows what kind of a coach he is. And I think Columbus makes a great decision there. Um, and then they, they just kind of, you know, keep everybody together. They do lose Etienne Jr. to Atlanta. Uh, they did lose Pedro Santos to a team that shall not be named. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do we think of what do we think of Columbus? I think I, I really like Columbus. I think they're one of my dark horse teams. What do you guys think? I agree. I, mean, I think dark horse is yeah. Um, Nancy has like a really good track record, not just for like you know being building a successful team in Montreal, but also for like uh, youth development, right? So if I look at Columbus right now, um, you know, kind of the midfielders like Aiden Morris, Sean Zavatsky, um, even Will Sands at left back, right? Like those are some I think that I've got on my watch list, just in terms of maybe like not right out the gate, but later down the season. Um, to especially know, Aiden Morris now that our tour is gone, and there's not that yeah. like three players for two spots <laughs> thing where yeah. we don't know who's going to play. Like he should be the locked in starter for pretty much now. I mean, yep. anytime you change a coach, like things happen, and you don't necessarily know who the coach's favorites are. So like you can have some weird things happen when you get a coaching change. Um, but I would assume that those would be the two guys at that at, at that kind of the four two three one the, the back two. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So. We'll have to to see. Uh, I don't know if uh, one of of you guys uh, have seen uh, a preseason lineup from uh, Columbus, but I, I didn't, and I'm curious to see uh, how Nancy will will play. If he'll stick to his uh, favorite five three two. Or if he uh, will adapt to the to the to the roster that he that he has, uh, knowing that they they didn't uh, move a lot on the on the market uh, for now. I mean, they yeah. they all only brought uh, Medranda, who could be a, a good uh, left uh, left winger uh, left um, wing back, and uh, Ramirez, uh, which could hint that they will play with two strikers. Uh, because Kucho will be number one. That's that's sh that's sure. They also have uh, Russell Rowe, the um, the young uh, young players who who play with MLS Next Pro and and won the, the MLS Next Pro uh, last season. And so and they bring Ramirez. So that seems okay to have three big uh, players for two spots and uh, yeah. a little place for for uh, for backup for for replacement. So what do we think? The Wilfred Nancy move means for Lucas Celerian, right? He's obviously going to be in that Georgie Mihailovic role. Does this unlock him even more, or is Celerian still like the big up, big down guy? Like, is he still super inconsistent? Should be. I mean, if we follow the Montreal Dark Horse story, or the Columbus Dark Horse story, like, there's no way that happens without Celerian being like the MVP conversation, right? But, yeah. Um, I think it's for me. I'll view it as like a huge immediate upgrade, but you know, there's potential. But I think expected like kind of the same as last year. 
maybe a bit more consistency depending on how they you know set them up. Yeah, I mean everything with Nancy's system in Montreal went through Georgi Mihailovic, right? Yeah. So I mean, is that it, it, well? First of all, is Zellerian even an upgrade on Georgi Mihailovic? I think that might even be a conversation, but. Um, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I, I we just don't think, want to upset anybody. <laughs> no, I just think it's it's interesting to kind of view that through that lens and say like Georgie yeah. way overperformed when he was in Montreal. Can Nancy get the same thing out of Zellerian? If so, you're, you're right. Like this, this is an MVP conversation that we're going to have with them at the end of the season. Um, yeah. What do we think about Columbus's chances overall? What do you think they finished? I, I was going to say, like, maybe if we saw some preseason news from them, like if they played something like the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, somebody in the Riverhounds. <laughs> they wouldn't do that. They would never do that, right? They maybe wouldn't do that. in the organization could get inside info into the quote-unquote dark scrimmage they had yesterday. What are we talking uh, about? We don't do dark scrimmages. No. Okay. But, I have, uh, I have but, no knowledge of such a thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm just here so I don't uh, get fined. um but yeah um because yeah there's the the potential of like them going two up top like i thought the ramirez signing was really really smart Uh, yeah and so given you bring in a player like that you don't have to rely on him um you have the option to you know make him a starter and like change the system up a little bit so i think yeah like home playoff conversation for me ish yeah like three four you think three or four what about you nico the, the the main risk for me is um is what happens if the the players um don't uh don't agree or don't stick with um Nancy's philosophy so if he uh if he succeeds in uh, in putting everybody together to go to the same goal this would be a, this will be a, a great team and they they will uh, they will fight for the uh for the first place in uh, in the east but that's, they yeah they that, that's i mean with with the kind of managers that nancy is uh you need a, a little bit of, of chemistry uh, a little bit of um uh of mag- magic and if everybody looks in the same direction it would be great yeah i think looking looking at the east i think columbus finishes one or two this year in the eastern conference um, I, I think that's pretty safe. Well, not the safe, death. but I mean, it's a <laughs> six point jump, but you know what I mean? Like, I think that's a decent yeah. shot. Um, so I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, next up, the best team in the league. Well, it's been too much time. It's a, uh, it's oh, good boy. old DC oh, United. Boy. We're, uh, Ooh. we're still in the league somehow. Thank goodness. There's no relegation. Uh, we lost a lot of people. David Ochoa is gone. Bill Hamid's gone. Old Kamara's gone. Uh, Brad Smith is gone. Chris Toyachem is gone. Um, Sophie and Jafal is gone. And I know that none of these names sound good, but this is like 50% of the minutes that were played last year was these guys. So like, yeah, like they are great players, but you know, they did play most of the minutes. Uh, we brought in Derek Williams. Thank goodness. We got another center back because we don't have enough of those. Pedro Santos is in Tyler Miller's in our old friend, Alex Bono is in. Uh, we traded the number two pick in the draft for Ruan. That was great. Uh, the one decent signing is maybe uh, Cliche. Is that how you say his name? Cliche from uh, Leeds United. Um, I, that's a I, great signing. That's a great signing, but that's one signing. And this this is a game that's 11 v 11, the last I checked. So 
we are now maybe two v eleven at our at our best. So we'll see how uh, we'll see how things go here. Uh, any thoughts on on TC? Can they not be dead last this year, or is it just course. another year of dead last? I I really don't see them uh, finishing uh, last uh, this season. I mean, we have uh, we haven't seen Benteke and Funtas playing together more than once. I think last season. They they could they could uh, they could be a lesser duo. I mean, really? You it, think so? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Belgian, huh? So I mean, you I'm are Belgian. Maybe I'm biased. Maybe I'm biased. <laughs> a little biased. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't. I don't think Benteke fits the system though. Right. Like at this point, the system is now get to the byline, get as many crosses as you can over to uh over to Benteke. Which is great, except that that's not what Taxi does. Like Taxi doesn't have any place in that system. You also yeah. traded Julian Gressel, who was like the king of that system. Um, you bring in Pedro Santos, I guess, can can kind of move that way a little bit. But Ruan is terrible, terrible at crossing the ball. So like, if that's your idea, I don't know what what you're. Why are you bringing these guys in? Like this doesn't make any sense to me. What are they trying to build here? What's I don't know the system. I don't know the I don't know the identity. Um, I'm just I'm a little lost on on what our, our old friends in in DC are doing. But you know they have to have a, a good start of the season, and then they are they are launched. We'll see. I still think we're the worst team in the league, maybe outside of Montreal. But I don't know. I I just don't see it. I I don't see DC getting off the basement. What do you think, Richard? Can DC get off the basement of the MLS Eastern Conference? Yes, but barely. I think the entire like set of additions feel like um, let's not be the worst this year. But then there's no like long-term plan. Like even Rudin's contract is not long. So like... <laughs> We're shooting for 13th here, guys. Honestly, we, don't, yes. we don't want last. We don't want 14th. Yeah. We want 13th. That's the goal. That, we're that gonna have that. To we're gonna have that. Like we're we're fourth place or whatever. That champ. Yep. Yeah. Oh man, this is gonna be a rough season. Yeah. It's that okay. Can, can, can can we talk about the the goalkeeping situation? Oh no. Oh. oh <laughs> Do we even want to go? We don't have that much time. <laughs> All right. You brought it up. Here we go. No, I I mean I see a lot of uh, of conversation. Uh, Miller started the first friendly game. Bodo started the second. It was it was planned so, and uh, and Rooney always uh, already said, uh, I don't know who will be the, the the starting goalkeeper. I still haven't decided, or maybe during the last days he, he could have decided, but he he, he all also said that the the third third goalkeeper, okay, uh, a possibility uh, an option was to be uh, to be the first goalkeeping goalkeeper, so. I'm pretty pretty curious to to see who will be the starter on on the one, but I, I'll put my money on on Miller. So I've got to say, if Tyler Miller doesn't win this job, it's like the most tragic goalkeeper story <laughs> ever. Like, how many places has he gone to be the number one? And if he doesn't make it at DC, it's like, dude, just just go be like a grocer or something. Like, find a new career because like it's just not it's not happening. Like. You're clearly the most talented one on the roster, but if you're just not the starter, it's just not, this is just not time, you know? I don't know. 
It has to be Tyler Miller, right? <laughs> has to, but like, yeah, who knows? Do you even yeah. want to, to have like any part of that? Like, for me, that's actually, just, just, yeah, like, actually, I, I, I do have some interest in the DC goalkeeper just because Wayne Rooney is such a work hard, like hunker down, play defense. It reminds me a lot of Ben mm-hmm. Olsen. And yes, DC wasn't winning games, but they also don't generally get blown out under under Olsen. Um, they keep, kept a good amount of clean sheets. Now, granted, that was with Bill Hamid, who's an excellent goalkeeper. Um, but I think he's got potential to be like a sneaky mid-level type goalkeeper even on a terrible team, just because they will be very defensively focused, I think, like just in their yeah. mentality. Like I had Ochoa, well, I still have Ochoa, unfortunately, but like just looking at some of his, like when they did keep a clean sheet, you know, he had a full rack of like 28 with like a bunch of like, right. of, yeah. like sweeper keeper or whatever. And so. Exactly. And you're going to yeah. face so many shots from outside the box that like you have a decent shot yeah. at saving those and racking up AA points as you go. So actually, I actually do have a little bit of interest in the DC goalkeeping spot, but, okay, okay. Um, but you just never know when that will happen. Like which games look entirely right. I, I don't think goal. this is like an Andre Blake where they're just giving up like 13 goals in a year, but like, yeah, no, it's, it's um, sometimes it'll be a playable position. Let's put it so way. what you're saying is we'll see a DC United stack on top of all-star in like week five or something. <laughs> Probably week one, but week one. Let's not. We play okay, what okay. Toronto week one. Uh, Toronto will pump us. Yeah, no, no, no. We got to find a, a decent matchup. But when we find when that, Min- we find that home something. game against like I don't know the home game against Montreal. Like yeah, yeah. we're throwing that throwing that DC stack out there. See how it goes. Um. All right, let's talk about Inter Miami a little bit. It's sixth overall. They've had a busy, busy off season. It sounds. It seems like. Um, they bring in Justin Martinez. They finalize Leo Campana. Um, Christoph is in. I, I don't know if he's, I don't know how you say that name. Uh, Chris, Christoph. Yeah, Christoph. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> they also get rid of Pozuelo, which I thought was an interesting move. Damien Lowe's gone to, uh, to Philadelphia. Um, Indy Vasilev is gone, who had some minutes for them. Obviously, Iguain retires. Um, it's a movement here in Miami. They were building some nice things at the end of last year. They actually looked like a competent team, made it into the playoffs. Um, but at the end of the day, now they're kind of hitting a little bit of the reset button, maybe not fully. But how big does Joseph Martinez kind of – how big is he? Is he is he Atlanta Joseph Martinez or is he the last two years Joseph Martinez? Um, I think is a big question for this team. But um, we'll start with you, Nico. How, do, how does this look here with Inter-Miami? Um it looks good, but not excellent. I mean, Joseph Martinez is a, is a nice addition to the to the team. That's for sure. Uh, we'll we'll have to see how, how the the collaboration with um, uh, Campania will go. But this this could be this could be interesting to see the the both both strikers uh, on the field together. Uh, what uh, is a little bit annoying. Um, these are the rumors about Grigori, who could be leaving. We we heard a, a lot of things uh, uh, about a potential uh, move for for him, and that would be a, that would be a bad uh, a bad news for for Miami because he was really uh, uh, a player who brings uh, stability in the in the team. So if he stays. Uh, with the with the nice addition, I mean, uh, Kristoff seems to be a good player. 
Martinez, we, we talked about about him. Um, Franco Negri uh, could be a could be a nice uh, a nice left back, and then we we could have uh, Magvi playing uh, as centre back, which is is better position uh, for me. So this this could be a, a team who, which will be in uh, in contention for the playoffs for me. Interesting. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know that I see that. I don't know that I see that with Miami. I think they've got work to do to get to a playoff spot. Um, I do like the center of their midfield, to be fair. And that kind of is where a lot of things turn around. But Richard, can you lose Breck Shea and then be a playoff team? I don't think that's how this works. Uh, are, are they even like qualified to play in this year without Breck Shea? Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> to, to me, that's just a strip disqualification, just respecting. 100%. They let his contract run out. And it's like, what are we doing here? This is DMLS. Breck Shea must have a team. Clearly, Inter Miami is too new to know that. Yeah. That's a rookie mistake. Yeah, it could be. Out of the books. books. Rookie mistake. Rookie mistake. They've also got all these big names from overseas that are always linked. Is the Busquet signing not done? Or is that a summer summer deal? Or what's that not done? I I thought the Busquets thing was done. And then Messi was the one that they were like up in the air about. So, I don't know. But... Yeah. They they already said that they 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 need money for the summer. So who knows? Yeah, like if someone uh, like regular leaves, then I would say you know makes Busquets like a likely fill in. But it's probably gonna be like what June July. Like at that point, you're halfway through the season. So right, exactly. Yeah. So I I don't know. I don't know that I love. I don't really love Inter Miami because they were kind of a dumpster fire at the beginning of last year, and they started to turn it around with the midfield, especially when they brought Pozuelo in. Yeah, and now they don't have Pasuelo. Yes, they've chosen Martinez. Who's going to give him the ball? That was always the problem in Atlanta. No one could really get him the ball effectively. Um, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how this. We'll see how this thing works. Yeah. Um, all right, Nashville is back in the Eastern Conference, baby. They were fifth in the West a year ago. Made the playoffs. Um, somewhat. I don't know, somewhat of a disappointing season from their perspective because they had very high hopes last year. Uh, and they ended up just being fifth, and they, they kind of had that rough start to the season, obviously, with all the away travel. This year, yeah. they stay in the East. They don't have to do all that Western Conference travel anymore. Um, they made a few additions here and there, um, but nothing really too crazy. Fafa Peacold is in. Uh, Schaffelberg came in at the end of last year. Um, Dave Romney is gone. But otherwise, they've, they've kind of kept the band together for the most part. They did free up Ake Lobo, which I think is a big, big move there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they got a, they got a, a DP spot now. Um, what do we Not think yet. about Nashville? Obviously going to be very defensive and solidly sound. Are they going to be back to like the 2021 Nashville or they're like the best defense in the, in the, uh, in the league? Or is this just kind of the new normal for Nashville? 2021, but feels like an outlier to me. Especially now you lose Romney. Um, but you know, Dupuy or Dupuy from LA Galaxy, decent. Um, would still rate Romney above him. Um, White from was it Louisville in or Louisville in USL? Um, the other center back that they brought in, super highly rated from what I've heard. Um, but to be honest, that's all I've heard. Um, but yeah, like getting rid of Loba um, is huge. The problem is because it's a loan, until he's actually like, purchased, he's going to like take up that DP spot. And so, to be fair, he started good with Mazatlan. I think he scored in his first game, which 
you know, like, <laughs> where has this brother, been? <laughs> yeah, Come on, like, guy. <laughs> comes up as well. Um, but yeah, if they bring in somebody to like support Mukhtar like that, that would be incredible, honestly. Like, that's what's been missing, right? Like, it's like if they had somebody that's, let's just say, like, even Carranza, right? Like, this number is like, if you replace Sapong with him, that I feel like could push them, like, in that playoff run, like, that's that like fine edge that they were lacking last year. Yeah, um, I think I think it's always going forward is their issue. Even though they score like an average amount of goals in the regular season, I feel like they just score a bunch on some of the bad teams, and it kind of hides some of their problems against good teams. Um, but I on I don't think Nick Depay starts for this team. I, I think it's Jack Mahair. Like, yeah, I think if so. they play a back yeah. four now, if they go back to a back five, and you yeah. never know. But I was looking um, at back five like last year. Yeah. yeah. No, but I, I think Jack Maher has, is a lock in this team. And I, I think he is maybe my favorite U23 defender at this point. I don't think it's a deep pool, to be fair. But um, he's one of those guys that could be, like, very high-end, if that makes sense. Like, he could be racking up AA and get some shutouts and, you know, and and, and get a bunch of AA from that as well. Um, where do we think Nashville ends up finishing here, Nico? Is this, like, they come obviously back into the East. So they're a brand-new you know, kind of squatted here. Is this playoff team? Are they like edge of the playoffs? Solidly yeah, in? For, for me, it's a playoff team uh, next uh, this season. Uh, I'm beginning to to count uh, because uh, I'm telling that uh, uh, all teams are going to playoff or, or maybe so uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll have some, uh, some bad surprises uh, later. <laughs> but uh, I think that they, they will, uh, as you, as you say, as you said, uh, they will travel less because in yeah. in the east you you have uh, less uh, less traveling. That's that's good for them. Uh, I hope that uh, Zim will be uh, more consistent more consistent than uh, last season when yeah. he he was not the not the Zim man uh, from uh, from the the year before. Uh, and as uh, as we told, if they could bring a, a nice striker. Uh, to to pair with uh, with Mukta, they would be uh, they would be very dangerous. Yeah, I th- I think that's the key. Can they get enough offense, and can they yeah. be shut down on defense? Um, yeah, because yeah, we'll if, if if you have uh, if if Mukta don't uh, I don't want this to happen, but if Mukta uh, get injured, they are way too too um, too deep uh, depending on yeah. him yeah. to uh, to score goals. So this could be a, a problem. Score and create too. Yeah. yeah. If he's not as good as last year. Like, right. Like M- also MVP, yeah. right? Like, yeah. They need him to be like one or two yeah. in the MVP to have any offense at all. So yeah, it's it's a tough situation. Yeah, uh, because when, when he has a half day or, or less good day, yeah, you, you see the difference immediately in a, with Nashville. So so my apologies to uh to CF Montreal Club de Foot. I, I skipped over in the alphabetical order here. Uh, the team finished second in the Eastern Conference last year. If there's one team that I'm betting will not finish where they finished last year, it is CF Montreal. They've been completely gutted all the way from the coaching staff all the way through the, the first 11. Um, I don't, this is one of the worst teams in the league for me, I think. I think it's D.C., Chicago, and, and Montreal at this point for the three worst teams in the Eastern Conference. Uh, they do bring in George Campbell. I do like Aaron Herrera quite a bit. Um, and Hernan Lasada for, for the fact that he is going to push the players and he's going to score goals. 
is going to be fun to watch, but I don't know that I, I don't know that they're I don't really have the talent that DC had in the Hurt and Lasada here. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I do think Hurt and Lasada is an upgrade over what I thought they were going to get for a coach. Which what do you guys think been, about Marcio? Like who do you think they were going to get? Ah, uh, just nobody. Just like a oh. random assistant coach. <laughs> okay. And I was like, no one wants this Montreal job. Like, this is a dumpster fire. And then here comes Ern and Lozada. I'm like, well, they're they're gonna score goals at least. Like they're gonna probably gonna ship a bunch of goals, but yeah, they're gonna score. So any given yeah. day, you never know. But I, I could see them being like 13, 14, 15, somewhere in there. What do you guys think? I'm more optimistic. Just you know, I love the Herrera edition. I love the Campbell edition. I think both of those are like super. I think they're both sound. very good. Yeah. Like great trades. Yeah. Like I think Herrera now is better than Johnson yeah. was the time they got him. So that's an upgrade even. Um so yeah. Um Wanyama came back, you know, one year older, but yeah, that, you know, that's so that's a good point. Yeah. Because that's we, my we thought that it was lost for them. Yeah. That's yeah, but that's my concern because Wanyama is not gonna run and Hernan Lozada yeah. is gonna run. <laughs> So I I don't know how long Wanyama's gonna last in there. Yeah, that center midfield is a bit of like a question mark for me. Like, right? Obviously, Piet Wanyama are like the ones you expect to start, but then and they're both yeah. like ancient. Yeah. So like, there's one Wayne Rooney role where you don't really have to run in Lasada's system, but like they both can't do that. So maybe yeah. then maybe they each just play a half every week. Maybe that's how it works. <laughs> I don't know. Their 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 attack. Is not uh, as good as last year only because all the attackers uh, are older, all forwards are older. I mean, Kyoto is uh, a little bit injury prone, and that that will be uh, worse with the with the age. And uh, Kei Kamara was back, then didn't show up on, on training, then posted on Instagram that he wants to leave, then uh, he has to be to stay because he, is, he has a contract. So that's that's not uh, opti- uh, optimal. That's Hernan Lozada. That's peak Hernan <laughs> Lozada right there. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I got to run how far? <laughs> I'm out. And then, and they, need, they need a replacement for uh, for Mihailovic. I mean, Mihailovic, I'm not sure that Mihailovic is it's so uh, I mean, a good replacement. And Torres is gone. Torres is Big, yeah. But yeah. it all sounds like Mason Toy had 15 goal season to me. <laughs> I do like Mason Toy quite a bit. I told you they're going to score goals. He's one of my U23 forwards for sure. Um, so, all right. So you're saying you're more optimistic on them a 13, 14, 15. Who are the three teams worse than them in the East? Um, Chicago, I would put uh, potentially. Oh, yeah, I got to be careful what I say now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Certainly Chicago and DC. Those are the you know the two obvious ones to me. And then Miami, I can see being worse. And then Ooh. potentially even I'm concerned about New York City right now. Yeah, New York City. Ooh. Miami and New York City, those two. Are they As gonna be today? Well, we'll talk about it and see when we get there. Um yeah. that's interesting though. It's really interesting. But I mean, um, I think now like yeah, I don't know. Miller, <laughs> Miller and Waterman are still there, right? Like, if you lose Kamal Miller yeah. or like Waterman, like that—that's not good. That's no. even worse. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know, but they do have a lot of money, so maybe they make some summer signings, exactly. and maybe it looks a little better at the end. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I, I do like Hernan Lazada as a coach. I think he'll 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 oh, get okay. more out of them than he should. That makes sense. I think he'll get like two or three more pieces, like maybe from within right. MLS even. Um, right. 
because they have so much like allocation money right now. Like, it's right. and that could, ch- and and that kind of thing could change things. Like, if they bring in a exactly a really nice ten, like a Pozuelo or something like that, that could change something. Yeah, any like um, some of it's like, how about a Williamson? Okay, we'll, yeah. yeah, it's gonna be slippery well. slope because we're gonna make that argument for every team. um okay so montreal any other thoughts on montreal before we move on to new england all right here we go (laughs) bruce arena's team new england 10th overall last year in the eastern conference uh they they bring back a a good amount of their of their kind of core um they lost some of their kind of you know fringy depthy type players um, but they've also made a few really good trades, I think, in, in the league, right? They bring in Latif Blessing. They bring in Dave Romney. They got Bobby Wood from the reentry draft, who, you know, at one point was on the U.S. team. And he's not, like, old or anything. I don't, I don't think he's, like, great, but he's at least solid. Um, is this is this a team that can get back to number one in the in the Eastern Conference, like, 2021? Or, like, is this a playoff team? Not a playoff team. What do we think it's, here? It's a playoff team when everybody is healthy. I mean, last year they, they had so so many problems with uh, Kessler was out for a long time. Uh, Farrell, well, I'm not the biggest fan of Farrell, but uh, he's pretty pretty solid uh, in the center back there. He was also missing in action for for some time. Uh, Boo missed a lot of time. So if they if they can keep everybody healthy. They sh- they should be in the playoffs. Yeah, there's something weird going on last year. Like, even the the blessing trade had a clause, right? Where they're like, we're gonna <laughs> drop their grievance against LAFC for getting them Tajiri Shradi. Yeah, yeah. Just a minute. Yeah. Like arrived injured, and that was it. Um, then signed somewhere else at the end of this year, but or last year. <laughs> so even guys Brioni Borrero, I don't think we've seen anything at all from them yet. Just no, in terms of like the, they had injury the, issues. The, yeah, the barely played. Yeah, exactly. And so I, and when Borrero was was awesome when he played. I mean, when he arrived, he yep. immediately settled in the team. Uh, the 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 chemistry with with Boo was very good. Uh, but then he, he get both get injured injured uh, yeah. in the in the same at the same time and uh, and go nowhere in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. What is what is Latif's blessings position on this team? Like, where does yeah. he fit? He yeah. can play everywhere. He can literally play everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I think that they, they will uh, go back to their 4-4-2 diamond, uh, like they play when, when they had books and uh, and Boo. And mm-hmm. and we could see Blessing uh, as left midfielder f- f- for me. Okay. Or right like midfielder that. and Borero on the left. Uh, yeah. yeah the, I think the, he would the, normally play on the right. Yeah. Like the, where do you fit Boe? Or Boo, I mean, uh, where would you fit Boo is the other part for me. Because, like, the front three that like I have it on my, my depth chart is currently Barrero, Rioni, and then Boo. But then, you know. Well, if you play that 4 4 2 diamond, you have Barrero as the left mid. Yeah. So exactly, you have yeah. Boo up top with Rioni and then heel underneath, and then Barrero on the left and uh, Blessing on the and right. Blessing on the right. Yeah. And then you have, I guess, Polster. Polster yeah, yeah, it would be Polster. Yeah. But then, do you want to play three center backs? Because right, they brought in Romney and they have Kessler. Yeah, yeah. For us. like that's pretty good. But it's a little if older they... though. Yeah, but it's still solid. Yeah. Still a good piece, but like maybe they rotate him out a little bit. You know, I don't know. I, I think they have options, right? I think they have more depth than they did last year, which is yeah. good, especially with injuries and all that kind of thing. Yeah, and I think the the depth piece is like you know playoffs. Like 
any any given day anybody can like make a good run there to win right. supporters shields you know if we're talking like top of the east um i think only like philly comes close to like the depth they have here um in terms of, like proving yeah. like orlando you can argue that like we'll, we'll get to that but um yeah i like it like for me it's like top three team in the east as yeah Fair, fair enough. Uh, all right, let's talk NYCFC. Obviously, a ton oh, no. of guys have left. Uh, Maxi's gone, Sean Johnson's gone, Acevedo's gone, Santi Rodriguez is gone, Alexander Kynes is gone, Anton Tenerom is gone. Uh, Heber. I think Heber is gone. Gideon Zalalem, if you want to throw him in there. Um, <laughs> haven't really signed anybody outside of like Matt Freeze, Tony Alfaro. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Tell, tell us about Tony Alfaro. Oh man, um, I'm surprised they would even sign him. Like, could they? Could he even make their team? I'll say, did he even make a match date squad last year? At DC? He wasn't really even for DC. Now, granted, center back is our best position. You know, <laughs> we do have like seven of them, and we traded for Derek Williams. But you know, we talked about that. All right, so you guys don't like NYCFC. Tell me why. It's too early for me. Like. You know, it's February 6th right now, right? Like, there's, I think on Wikipedia, there's a good page that has, like, MLS transactions year by year. And it's, like, the date those transactions became official. And there's a, always, like, a huge, like, chunk that comes in, like, right before the season, like, the last two weeks. Like, so for us, it'd be, Feb- like, a week from now, essentially, right? Like, I think the next two weeks should be very, very telling. Um, in terms of, like, what's known right now, like, James Sands could be back in the summer. That would help the midfield. Um, yeah. didn't sound like he's going to stay in like Ranger, stay at Rangers. Um, Kufre, or Kufre, their yeah, new left back, solid, I think it's good. Um, but yeah, there's so many like just holes on the roster. Like, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, they got that city money and they got that city scouting network, so yeah, so they can get a new keeper, right? They can get like from Yokohama, who's like in the city group, they can get Takaoka. Oh, wait, no, he's going to Vancouver. Yeah, no, they got they got Matt Freeze already. They're good. They got Barraza. And they've Barraza. They got Barraza too. Barraza boys. Yeah. Let's talk about that goalkeeper situation because it's like very split as far as like, no, like no, no. people yeah, all want one topic. or the other. There are people who are, you know, the who see the light and people who are just living the <laughs> And some of them think that Barraza will start and some of them think Freeze will start. And I'll which side I'm on. <laughs> oh boy yeah that'll be a, a hotly contested goalkeeper race is it even but worth it's, it though it's good like it's either it's one great. of those guys like any good like in nyc yeah. with no defense yeah i mean Thiago martins is still you know solid like should he be a dp probably not honestly um but shano is good i think sounds like they could switch to like a two center back formation which makes more sense given they lost kayas um but yeah um I think they, they still I, have so Magno. I, I, yeah, that's yeah. that's a good point. Uh, that doesn't help your goalkeeper is... though. <laughs> <laughs> He's no, but, scoring. But, but I mean, Raza to Magno. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of these teams. It's just well, they'll outscore the other team. It'll be fine. Like <laughs> we could. We'll come to the MLS where we don't play defense. We just score goals. <laughs> the uh, rules don't matter. The rules. Any don't anything matter. else on NYC? Yeah, I think like just generally speaking like we have to be a little bit patient here um yeah because especially like with city group they have those connections they can i feel like in a blink yeah of they eye, can like, they can bring easily some pull, somebody else yeah pull some levers um because yeah like you bring in like a moxie replacement or even like a yeah. bear replacement puts magno back on the wing that's great 
um, a center back upgrade next to Martins would be also very welcome. But um, yeah, I think, I mean, they have the credibility. I think that's what it comes down to. For right. Me, right. They have the if, pedigree. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So they'll figure it out is what I'm, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. Which could never go wrong, of course. So um, yeah, that's where I stand. Nico, anything? Yeah, only that as it is now, it doesn't look good. But as we told, uh, <laughs> ever, ever, a lot can uh, can happen before the start of the season and after the start of the season too. So uh, a bad start is not a, uh, is not a drama because they know they have work to do. So yeah, and so Baraza Golden Gloves can happen. Either way. <laughs> Oof, wow. But you, we don't know what side you're on, so it's okay. Um, New York Red Bulls finished fourth last year. Uh, they consistently always finish in the playoff race, no matter how good or how much talent they have. They're always a playoff team, and then they never win any playoff games, which is fun. <laughs> um, so <laughs> New York Red Bulls loses Aaron Long. They sort of kind of, I guess, lose Caden Clark, although he didn't play any last year. Kyle Duncan is sort of kind of gone and also sort of kind of back in. Um, I mean, they, they've done, they've, they've done some, I mean, not, not a lot, right? Like there's just not, not been a lot of movement, not a lot in or out. Corey Burke is in. Yeah. Um, but the, Manuel the last, is in as a DP. The last transfer is, is a Belgian. So it's a good one. I mean, Van Zell has, been, has been announced uh, yesterday. I mean, and honestly, he, he will make the difference for New York because they had a problem the whole season uh, and that was the, the, the striker position. Yeah, and, the Mala was terrible last year. And Manuel was okay, but not so productive, I mean. And uh, I really expect Van Zer to, uh, to score a lot of goals. Interesting. Yeah. He, he, Just... he, he makes a lot of, of runs. Uh, you have um, Lewis Morgan, you have... Um, uh, Lucinias, they they can give uh, they can give balls to him, yeah, and he, he will bury them. Is this just kind of rinse and repeat here for for NY uh, for New York Red Bulls here, Richard? Like, is this just another ho hum playoff season where they're not going to win a playoff game? <laughs> I mean, it feels like it, but like losing long is huge. And their defense wasn't, you know, they haven't That's really true. done anything to replace that. But like their like their midfield and offense, like you know. Good on them for getting rid of Klimala the way they did, even getting like another two million back. That's a uh, good business, and you know, he just didn't work out. And then, yeah, Lewis Morgan. Like, I'm trying to pull up the MLS page to see exactly how many goals and assists he had last year because it's a much higher was, number than I had. Fantastic last year. Yeah, yeah. And he was fantastic. Talk, he was fantastic the year before, like or three years before too. The, exactly. the only year he wasn't great was with um, Miami. He had one bad year. Okay, um, 50, so our data has him at 15 goals three and three assists. Yeah. yeah. And based on preseason talk, he's like uh, like preseason talk MVP, right? Like I haven't gotten a chance to watch those Apple TV interviews yet, but apparently he's like there saying like, yeah, last year to me, like that can be much better. Um, this is going to happen yeah. this year. Um, you know, if he stays on penalties, I think a lot of his goals for PKs, to be honest. But um, yeah, I'm just kind of like one of those players that, you know, um, kind of Amaya last year, right? First four plays three good games and then his price just like skyrockets. Don't don't uh, talk to me about Amaya. Lewis like, Morgan and Amaya are nothing alike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and so which speaking of Amaya, somebody should call 
Red Bulls about him. You know, their center midfield is stacked. Caceres, Yearwood, Amaya, Edelman, um, Bento Estrella could get minutes. You know, like if you're an MLS team needing a center mid, like Montreal, for example, place those calls. But I mean, do we really like Amaya? Uh, I mean, he's. An I mean, he was a first overall pick. Place. Other than that, he's been. He's had four good games in the MLS in his like four year career. That's four more good games than some other like players around the league. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm not. I'm not like high on him, but like, you know, if you put him into like say LAFC system, like, that could be. He'd never play for LAFC. He'd never see the field. Really? No. Okay. No chance. <laughs> I don't even think he'd see the practice field at LAFC. Like, really? He might be on oh, the yeah. next pro team. Wow. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I I'm not an Amaya. Yeah. Amaya admirer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, sure. That's fair. any any other thoughts about uh about Red Bulls or Nico? No, they 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 will be in contention for playoffs, and uh, I I really think that they that they will uh, score more goals uh, next season. But as uh, as Richard said, the loss of Long uh, should not be underestimated. Oh, you mean like, like the twenty Aaron Longs that I have in my gallery are going to be worth <laughs> something at LAFC? Okay. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'll, I'll take it. I'm here for it. I love me as Marin Long. You guys know that. Yeah, um, yeah go ahead. I don't know you say. I'm just looking at the roster. Like, there's so many, like, Caceres, Tolkien could leave in the summer. But yeah. That's, that's six months. Actually, that's a good point. Like, Tolkien is still here, which I did not expect. Yeah, which is wild. At wild. this point of the year. So good for them for keeping him. Like, great job. That's that's maybe their best bit of business all offseason. Um, all right. Next up. The team that snuck into the playoffs over Columbus, uh, Orlando City, has made the playoffs a few years in a row now. Uh, and they've had quite an offseason. They have maybe the longest list of in and out that I've seen in the MLS so far this year. Um, they got rid of Ruan. They got rid of Benji Michel. They got rid of John Moutinho's gone. Tasha Wacantelli retired. Uh, Junior Urso is gone. Um Trying to think, I'm trying to see who else is in here. Mauricio Pereira came back, I believe. Yeah, he did. Uh, and Gaiese too. Gaiese came back. Gaiese came back. Yeah. So, yeah. Then, I mean, Gaiese and some Pereira free nice signings. Like, I think I've been on like other podcasts just saying, like, this is offseason winners for me by a good margin right now. Like, okay, you have a good MLS, right? You have a good offseason if you keep Gaiese, if you keep Pereira, right? Like, Take NYCFC as an example, and they did not do that. Um, yeah. And then you bring in Martin Ojeda, excellent offseason. Yeah. But then they Huge keep going. Wins. Like you bring in like Enrique, you bring in the Thorhausen, the ice, great name, Dagger Thorhausen. Dagger, Dagger, Dagger Dam. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> Dagger <name>. Dan Thorhausen. <laughs> you have the best name in MLS now. Um, <laughs> Rafael Santos is good new left back. Uh, yeah, I think absolutely. Well done all around, in my opinion. And they also bring in Felipe Martins, so their red cards are going yeah, up this year. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> they're replacing the junior Urso's red cards with Felipe Martins. <laughs> yeah, I was getting my death charges like Felipe Martins. It's not gonna stay his name. Yeah, <laughs> so that too. I mean, that helps, right? So, like, he's the type of guy you play in like a midweek, which there's not gonna be too many of. But Orlando also gets CCL this year, so that's true. They're gonna but they got the toughest draw in the CCL, so they'll probably be one and done. Yeah, but. You know, okay. you never know. So with this like winners of the off season talk, right? 
Is this so they finished seventh last year, right on the line? Is this we expected them to drop to the bottom and they're still seventh, or is it well they actually got a whole lot better? Home playoff contention for me. Um, which two, three, four. I think that's I don't want to. I don't yeah. want to lock them into like the top three because I think that's a little bit too much. But yeah, like that four or five spot, three, four, five spot for me, in my opinion, as of now. Um, yeah, yeah, and they kept Torres. Like they kept the Kunda Torres. We haven't even mentioned his name yet. Like. Right, yeah, probably like Sorrera is probably one of the, the best and under 23 fights this season. They have an, another winger who arrived uh, last season and uh, immediately at the yeah. tour is Etienne uh, Gonzalez. Uh, they have Angulo, so they they really have a uh, depth, have a lot of depth. Uh, on, on the wings, too. Who is who is the Orlando City stack that you want? Because if, if this is a top four or five team in the league. Yep. Who's the who are you uh, like bringing off this team? I'll take a shot. Um, are we assuming okay that gets a card or has a card? Yeah, once once all the new cards are minted. Ooh. <laughs> the question is whether to include Kara or not. But uh, for me, Gallese, Antonio Carlos, Ojeda, Herrera, and then Torres. Torres, Torres as of now. And I think I think I'll leave uh, out you'll have to, yeah. to pick Kara. I mean, aren't yeah. there so so many so many forwards got? Uh, from their from yeah. their wingers, that's, yeah, that's the hope, I guess. Like maybe they make because Torres has midfielder cards right now, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe they'll give him I don't love Car up top, but if they can get yeah, him yeah. service, if they can get him service, yeah. that's a whole different thing. But even if they can't get him service, sober wise, he's just going to yeah. score like sixties and seventies. He's really never going to have an AA. Yeah. So I don't know. Which maybe he gets benched for Enrique, who's then U twenty three, and then yeah, that'll true. Be, they, 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 they are also a, a lot of uh, high expectations about the the uh, super draft pick that they that they took, uh, Shakur Mohamed. Uh, oh, you mean oh, the one that they gave Ruan yeah. to us for? Yeah, <laughs> we're happy about that. That's cool. Great, great bit of business there, DC. <laughs> Let's get a guy that can't cross and literally just runs fast. We're gonna win a race now. If anybody in the league will win. We don't win any soccer games. But yeah, sorry, I interrupted you. Shakira Muhammad. Oh, so we, we'll, we'll have to keep an eye on him. Yeah. I mean, As typically, of, of course. We, we said this with, with the draft class last year. Typically, you don't see these guys really break into their first teams in the first season. Um, but actually, last year, there were a few guys. Like Terrain, or Thor played a bunch of games for Houston. I think he played almost every game for Houston. Salentano did a lot of work. Okay. Uh, for Cincinnati, um, trying to think who else. Lot, ben uh, Bender, Ben Bender was ben, in there a yeah, lot. He plays a, um, a bit, yeah. So yeah, I, I think last year's class was actually really good, and hopefully we'll see more of that. But yeah, the the top like five picks are normally um, normally pretty far up there. Yeah. Um, let's move on to the defending Eastern Conference champions, the Philadelphia <laughs> Union. Jim Curtin has got this team absolutely rolling. And they really didn't get gutted too bad this year. Uh, if you really stop and think about it, like they do lose Paxton Aronson. Corey Burke is 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 off. Uh, Matt Freeze is off. But like they've kept the band together and added Joaquin Torres and Damian Lowe and Andres Pereira. So, I mean, they've they've actually added a good bit of good bit of stuff here. Is Philly the, the runaway winners of the Eastern Conference this year or? You know what? Do, what do we think about this, Nico? Yeah, I think as you said, they 
they didn't lose anybody uh, really crucial. I mean, Aronson is a, is a very good player, but he only was a, a backup uh, in this team. Right. Uh, same with Corey Burke, who, who could be a little bit problem- problematic because uh, he was a backup, but he, he scored uh, a lot of goals off the bench. Uh, and not only uh, five or six uh, goal of the of the game, so this could be uh, a little bit more problematic. But they they had it low uh, as uh, as defender, and that's that's a good uh, a good pick. I mean, uh, Pereira and Torres they, they will be uh, they will be useful too in the in the midfield. Uh, so they they won't have to to be too worried uh, if uh, if a player gets injured gets injured or, or suspended, uh, and they they would uh, be on the same track as last year for me. Yeah, I mean, or even sold right. There's been heavy rumors with uh, Jose Martinez. There's been heavy yeah. rumors with um, Kai Wagner. There's been yeah. heavy rumors <laughs> with Glesnes. Like, yeah, there, there's. I, I feel like everybody on the team has been rumored to leave and they're they're like, (laughs) nah, we're just going to stick it out for one more year. And we're going to just win this thing. Like we're done finishing second. We're done losing the MLS cup. Like we want this trophy. Um, And to be fair, like at this point, it has to be Philly and LAFC that are pretty much the only two that are like realistic contenders at this point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't like to do that, right? Like MLS is such a topsy-turvy league where, you know, the New England Revolution were the best team in MLS history two years ago, and they finished yeah, 10th and the, last year. Yeah, and it's like, right. I mean, this kind of thing just kind of happens. Um, so I don't like to say, like, the top two teams from last year will be the top two teams this year. But my goodness, it looks like both of them got better, which is absurd. Yeah. So yeah, I, that's I don't know right. how they're doing it. As far as cap wise, I know how Philly's doing. I don't know how LAFC's doing it, but this will be an interesting team to to kind of watch here as we go. Um, And then we'll we'll close things out here with Toronto, possibly the biggest the biggest risers in the uh, in the league this year. uh, You would think in the Eastern Conference, obviously had a massive summer transfer window last year. Started to kind of get all of those guys in and kind of, you know, get them ready to go. Um, and then they kept a lot of guys and added a few more, like, big names. So, obviously, Jonathan Osorio was a big re-sign for them. Yeah. Matt Hedges comes over from, from uh, Dallas. Uh, Sean Johnson comes over from NYCFC. So, they've really addressed kind of that back end. Uh, they yeah. also bring Victor Vasquez back. Um, and they didn't really lose too much. Obviously, they lose Bono and Westberg, which I know all of their fans will be absolutely terrified to uh, to imagine a life without Bono and Westberg. But I think they'll take Sean Johnson over those guys. Uh, Chris Mavinga is gone. But realistically, and Chris Shito is retired. Um, but realistically... Yeah, retired, too, uh, but then, then signed bad. in Italy. You, you, saw the, you saw the thing. I oh, mean, Chris Shito he, signed he, in Italy. Yeah. He, he told uh, he told Toronto that he wanted to retire, so they <laughs> broke they broke the contract, and then one, two, or three weeks later, he signs a new contract with uh, Genoa. He so, he just couldn't he he couldn't stay uh, yeah, retired. That he was, was getting bored. That was too difficult. Too bored. He was getting bored, and he's just like, I got to play somewhere, so we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, but they, they, no, yeah, they, I, what I like about Toronto is that they 
they addressed the problems they had. I mean, they knew yeah. that defense was a problem. They knew that goalkeeping was a problem and they acted to solve the problems. So right. I, uh, as you told, Sean Johnson is a, is a good addition uh, as last man. Uh, good is, a, is, a, uh, is an understatement. He's Matt about is, as good as it gets. <laughs> yeah, it's, you could difficultly find a better, a better option than, uh, than Sean Johnson, who was a, right. a free agent. Uh, then you have Matt Edges, will also uh, solidify the, the defense. Uh, and of course, you have the attacking power that they had in the second part of the year with Bernadeschi, Insigne. Uh, right. the, the, the only little problem for me uh, is the, the striker, striker position. Uh, you have Jimenez, but that was not so, um, not so good last year. Uh, you have Akinola, who showed glimpses of, uh, of talent, but wasn't uh, as, uh, as productive as, uh, as expected. So this could be the, the, the position uh, which should uh, be upgraded, but they already told that um, they don't have so many money left. So yeah. they, they well, brought Diomande, uh, who, who worked I mean, I, with, with Bradley. So maybe it's the solution, yeah. but we'll have to see. I mean, I think I think you can get by when you have Bernadeschi and Signe with Jimenez and yeah. Akinola as your, as your forward. Like, I think those guys would be fine uh, as far as scoring goals. I was obviously, uh, I was more worried about when they're playing defense, getting the ball through the midfield up to those guys to go and just dominate the game. That was their big problem last year when Osorio got hurt. They, yeah. they just couldn't get out of their own end. Like, they just got pressed, and there was nobody to get them through the midfield. Um, and I still think they're the little thin for the, for me in the midfield. If something were to happen to Osorio or Kay, I just, I don't know. That might be the, the weakness. I or don't Bradley. know that this is a top like three team for me yet, but they, they definitely have the talent to just completely run the league. Like they could be challenging with Philadelphia and I wouldn't be surprised at all. What, what do you think, Richard? Yeah. I mean, the midfield depth is like it kind of feels a bit like the eastern version of lafc right they have like the star forwards star front line uh solid like defensive additions right like i think johnson and hedges are huge and even uh Petretta, like the new left back he like so rare but it looks incredible um but yeah osorio bradley k get injured not great not great um so right. for me toronto is like the quintessential like not gonna like like definitely will sneak into the playoffs, like make the playoffs, and then anything goes. Like MLS Cup is like definitely on the table like if they have a run of three, four good games. Yeah. Um, if Insignia and Bernadeschi get hot, like yeah. there's no one in this league that's stopping them. No. And I think the depth, to your point, like the depth for like supporters' shield is probably a bit lacking, but otherwise, playoff wise, like on any given day, like they can hang in the desk. All right. So I'm going to put you guys on the spot here. Give me top to bottom don't, Eastern don't we, Conference. Don't we talk about St. Louis at the end? Well, St. St. Louis is West, so we'll get to ah, yeah, that's right. Next one, <laughs> sorry, yeah. So, for those top who don't know, Nashville is back in the East, and yeah. you know, love and life because they don't have to travel, and St. Louis takes their spot out West. So, uh, we will get to the Western Conference teams next week. We obviously don't have time to get to all of them this week, but we'll make this a It'll obviously be a, a two-parter, Eastern and Western Conference. 
we'll get these guys back on to, to kind of talk about the Western conference next week. But before you wrap up here, give me top to bottom final order of the Eastern conference in 2023, as best okay. as you, as best as you can get it. Right. You can take some time because we can always, you know, edit stuff out. So if you need time, we, we got, we're it. doing this like gun to the head. Like, we're doing we live. We do it every, live every two seconds. Okay. Philadelphia. Number yeah, one. I, I agree with Richard on the on the on Philadelphia as number one. So far, so good. Okay, then number two will sneak in. I don't want to make this too boring. Um, okay, I have to. <laughs> it's hard off the top of your head, actually. But okay, Philadelphia number one. Teams. Yep, number two. Let's sneak in Columbus, right? Let's. Ooh, I like some hot takes here. Leave some hot takes here, right? What so about you, Columbus? Who are you going I'll take to? Toronto. Toronto, Toronto too. Right? Yeah. Okay. okay. So then number three, I'll throw in, uh, oh boy, you know, there's tough Orlando. Yeah. Orlando? Same. Orlando um, three? Okay. But I have New England fourth. Oh, New England, yeah. Yeah. New, New England, England four. four? You go New yeah. England four? Yeah. Yep. And then I'll go okay. Toronto five. Okay. And then, you got five, Nico. Um, I live Columbus five. This is seeming very similar outside of that one switch. It's a it's a draft. I love so. it. Hey, I love it. I love it. Let's um, keep going. It's gonna end up as lists on Twitter. They're not gonna age well. So it's, it's oh excellent. no, this like I, I was telling you guys, like I called Cincinnati. That was like the only team yeah. that I got. Uh, yeah, Cincinnati. We forgot Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati is six for me. Which I think Cincinnati tracks with what I said earlier. Like it seemed like. No. Wait, we are we are number six then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. So this is your last <laughs> playoff spot. Oh boy. I, I see Charlotte last. in playoffs. Charlotte? Okay. Um Trippin B's gonna hate me, man. Ooh, you may yeah, not you may not get back next week for the Western Conference. Trippin B might kick Yeah, you I might be gone here. Um but I'll put Atlanta there. Oof, that's an interesting like, one. Even <laughs> not only not only are you not putting his team in, you're putting his team's biggest rival in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get some strategy, Cotton. I, I would come in for me. I so, <laughs> neither neither New York team. No, and Nashville nope. is still missing. Nashville no, is no. not on there. Oh, yeah, Nashville. I'm okay with that. Um, and we said that Montreal is last. Yeah. All right. So those are your I'm, seven playoff teams. Who are the last three teams? Bottom three. Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. DC, and then Chicago, DC. Montreal, Montreal. Uh, both of you guys, Chicago to see Montreal. I'll go uh, Chicago, New York City. Uh, well, as of today, the New York City one's not going to age well, but we'll, yeah, we'll do yeah. Chicago, New York City, and then um, DC for me. So put Montreal above that a little bit. Love it. Thirteenth place for DC. It's a, it's a uh, achievement. Hey, I, if we I get thirteenth, I'll, I'll be that New York, that New York City will will buy uh, some players and and let uh, yeah. Montreal, DC, and Chicago as that's pretty. Yeah. Seems reasonable. <laughs> and then who I, I don't know. Maybe out? maybe Miami gets that far down. Yeah, that's possible. That'll be interesting. That would have been. This is going to be a tight playoff race, though, because like all of those teams yep. that you named, yep. both of you guys named in the playoffs, I was like, yeah, I could see that. And then we also didn't get. <laughs> and, we, and we didn't talk like, about Atlanta. <laughs> we didn't get Red Bulls. We didn't get, okay you that. know, Nashville. Yeah. Uh, Nashville. This this year will be a, a playoff with ten teams. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> will yeah. be easy. Easier. MLS just keeps expanding the playoffs to like <laughs> yeah. 
So they keep expanding yeah, the teams, why not the playoffs, but, right? Yeah. Chris didn't didn't tell the uh, that uh, they will change the the playoff this year. That it could be more than one game. Oh yeah, the group stages. Are we going to two legs or something? Yeah. Like I don't think mm, there is something mm. official, but they are they are thinking about it. Even with yeah. the League's Cup coming this year, yeah. they're still doing yeah. a change? Oh, cool. Well, that's fine. Maybe not this year, but possibly next yeah, year. Maybe yeah. next I, year. I would uh, think it would be like at least next year once they see how League's yeah. Cup goes. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, lots of great stuff. Tons of information in here. Thank you both for coming on, spending a little bit of time with us. We'll hopefully see you both back here next week. Um, any, any, uh, Anything that you guys want to plug? Anything you want to say to the, to the good people? To the good people, stay good. Stay good, people. <laughs> don't, don't be mad at don't be mad at us if uh, if your team is put uh, in a bad light for for this uh, for this season. Be yeah, be bad at Nico specifically if your team is yeah. in a bad spot. Yeah. Like anything me and Richard said, Nico told yeah. us to say it. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, and any complaints for me go on to you can just ask Twitter uh, Trippin B. You can just send them <laughs> the message directly. Um, yeah. Yeah, at Trip and B. I think it's an underscore on there, maybe. Your true emotion. He's he's the complaint department for the uh, (laughs) Sorry in the States podcast. So anything that's said needs to go through. Joking aside, do you do you see what the what the scandal it is uh, every year when the experts are making their provisions, and then you have Austin with predicted to to end uh, last or in the last teams. And then yeah. they they finish second. Yeah, and they, like and they start every year, uh, Tom Tom Boger gets mad about it. <laughs> yeah. and I, like yes. I totally justifiable. Like I mean, Austin finished oh. dead last two years ago, and they didn't really change anything. Like, what do you what do you want from me? Like, they're not gonna finish second. That's just what MLS does. Like, it's completely Ooh. unpredictable. So, are we gonna laminate uh, some so rare cards by the end of this year? Oh, we should do that. Oh. That'd be fun. <laughs> That'd be a lot of fun. Oh boy. All right, boys. We will see you all back here next week to lock through the uh, Western Conference Finals. Until then, you guys have a great rest of your week.